Kia ora Wellington and welcome to B-Side Stories, stories about the people that make Wellington tick on Wellington Access 106.1 FM. I'm your host Perrine and today we have a treat from the um, of the singing kind but also the political feminist kind as well. Um, we have a full hour show with the... Feisty Feckin' Full-Time Feminists. Yes, I was hoping you'd jump in like that. (laughs) Sounds better coming from you. So you guys are a feminist choir? Well, are we a choir? No, we're not really a choir. We're a group. So we have a few people in the studio today. There are five of us out of a... Five of you, sorry. <laughs> I've already written myself Good. into the Come group. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> Wait till you hear me sing first. <laughs> um, we have five guests in the studio today, and um, there are some members who couldn't make it today. Yes, they send their apologies to the <laughs> audience. Apologies from Marie Russell, Wendy Davis, Sue Hurst, and Pinky Agnew. All okay. unable to be here tonight. Um, shall we talk about who is here? And um, my first question that I thought I would ask you is, who are you and what qualifies you to be a feisty, feckin' full-time feminist? Well, it's probably a short and long history. Let's go the short one. This group was actually founded in 2016, nearly two years old, and speaking to you today is Therese O'Connell. So I have a history of being um, a feminist for quite a long time. I've been in Wellington since 1970, and when I was a young woman, um, still a young woman, and I'm back in Wellington. Um, so I've been part of groups that have sung within the trade union women's um Choir, choir thing and um, an Irish band as well and various things. So in 2006, when I returned to Wellington after being away some time, I wanted to get singing. 2016, sorry, did I say 2006? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> that just tells you how old I am, you see, because it just feels like 2006 was yesterday, but it's 2016. So it's just two a couple of years ago, and Marie, Russell and Anne have both sung in other song groups and in folk thing, and so is Jane Shellcrass. And um, I was thinking it would be good to look again at some of the songs that we used to sing in the trade union women's um, area in the 70s, 80s, 90s. So we started off being just women singers, and then we became, for a little while for ourselves, we became mafiosa feminista, um, and then we came up eventually with this after a great session where we tried to work out what what was it. And it was the time that Paula Bennett was talking about her being, I'm a feminist, but I'm not really full-time feminist, I'm a part-time feminist. So this was a reaction to it. So we declared ourselves to be feisty, feckin', full-time feminists. <laughs> Thank you, Therese. Um, I feel like you might have jumped ahead of... I have. ...of all the questions that I want to ask you in the next uh, 50 minutes or so. Um <laughs> So is there something personal you want to tell us about what made you want to start or start the group? Well, I'm I'm not really the starter. I'm one of the people who okay. made it happen, so to speak. Um, 
Um, I'm Anne Russell. I'm Marie's daughter. And um, the idea kind of came about because uh, me and Jane, um, who's also in the group, Anne-Marie had all kind of sung in various types of groups. We sang uh, songs of work and workers or protest songs and things like that. And I remember thinking, gosh, I really want to sing some feminist songs because I'd grown up with Marie singing songs to me like Bread and Roses as lullabies and so forth. And there's a whole lot of great songs out there that um, I thought we should try. So I talked to Marie about it and then Marie actually took the idea. I wasn't involved until like this year. Um, but Marie talked to Therese and then off it went. Mm. Mm. Who else wants to introduce themselves and say why they're in this group? Uh, I'm Claire Louise McCurdy and I um, off and on have been part of singing singing groups. Um, well, could we just get the mic a little bit closer um, to you? Thanks. Yeah. Um, in the late 60s, I belonged to a folk music club, and uh, and when I visited, I lived in Auckland after that, and, and when I visited Wellington, I really appreciated the, um, the Union Choir, um, and, and didn't find anything like that in Auckland. So when I moved to Wellington, and and uh, another a woman who was on, in this group early on talked to me about it, I thought, right, this is where I want to be, and uh, and managed to connect. I think for the second meeting. So okay, so um, you're an early feisty. Yeah, <laughs> she's an early feisty. <laughs> and I I guess I didn't actually start in this group until. March last year. Oh, can you say your name, please? I'm sorry, I'm Jane Chowcrest, and I went to sing with the rest of the Feisties for the launch of Prue Hyman's book, um, Hope Stashed, uh, and so we sang that, and it was very appropriate, wasn't it? it really was. was, and Prue joined in as well, um, and and I thought, yes, this is really good, and I've sung around. I used to be sort of singing the folk scene from the 60s, 70s, a bit. And I've been in choirs quite a lot. Um, and I've sung, as Anne said, with Anne and Marie in various different groups, um, iterations of groups. Um, and so I have been, and I've thought of myself as a feminist, a full-time feminist, not a part-time <laughs> one, you know, most of my life, and, and my mother was as well. And so I, it feels like a good fit, and they're great women to sing with. And we have great potlucks. <laughs> yes, oh, I'd like to hear about those. Yes. Uh, kia ora koutou, I'm Matariki Roach, um, and I'm actually quite new to the group, so I only joined a few months ago. Um, I'm originally from the sunny, glorious Waiheke Island, um, but I moved down to Wellington to be a student and enjoy student life. Um, but the year before I was born, my mum set up a union choir um, up in Auckland called Union Made. And so um, I was raised listening to these songs that we sing, and I thought, you know, they were quite similar. They were lullabies for me. Um, and then when I came down to Wellington, I, I was stopping past the National Library, probably studying, I think, and I bumped into this performance of the feisty, feckin' full-time feminists. 
And I sat there and I knew all of the words to all of the songs and I felt a bit like a homecoming, which was quite nice after being a little bit homesick. So um, so I feel like the families, uh, the, the feisties are almost like a little bit of family in that sense. Nice. I didn't realise that was just in passing. No, I oh, didn't either. Yeah, no, I didn't even know about the event and I just turned up at... If you believe in fate, it must have been fate. <laughs> and Pinky and I both worked with um, Masaruki's mother, uh, Denise, um, on a show at the beginning of the New Zealand um, Council of Trade Unions. Um, so way back in 1987, oh, 88, 89, I can't remember. Um, and we did a show called An Evening of Stress and Continence. So we'd done, you know comedy plus songs so Denise so it's wonderful to have Matariki the daughter yeah. so it's a great mix of generational mix as well within the feisties so yeah you know, two young women both brought up with these songs yeah, and now the next, spinning their own thing yeah we're the next generation you know oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to hear about the takeover in a bit yeah. <laughs> looking plans. forward to it <laughs> Um, shall we start with the first song then? Yeah, why not? Now this song we picked to be our first song is kind of it was almost a signature song in the trade union movement. Um and um the song is well I should say in the trade union in the women's subcommittee, we used to call it the Wellington Trades Council Women's Subcommittee Choir when we first started some singing some of these songs and it's called Don't Be Too Polite Girls. It's a good one. It's an Australian one. You'll see why, really. Don't be too polite, girls. Don't be too polite. Show a little fight, girls. Show a little fight. Don't be fearful of offending in case you get the sack. Just recognise your value and we won't look back. I sew up shirts and trousers in the clothing trade. Since men don't do the job, I can't ask for higher pay. The people at the top seldom offer something more. Unless the people underneath are walking out the door. Don't be too polite, girls, don't be too polite. Show a little fight, girls, show a little fight. Don't be fearful of offending in case you get the sack. Just recognise your value and you won't look back. They say a man needs more to feed his children and his wife. Well, what are the needs of a woman who leads a double working life? When the whistle blows for knock-off, it's not her time for fun. She goes home to start the job that's not paid and never done. Don't be too polite, girls, don't be too afraid. We're clearly underpaid, girls, clearly underpaid. No equal pay in principle is every woman's right. To turn that into practice, we must show a little fight. We can't afford to pay, you say the master's in their wrong. But woman says just cut your coat according to the cloth. If the economy won't stand it, then here's the answer, boys. Cut out the wild extravagance on the new war toys. All among the bull, girls, all among the bull. Keep your hearts full, girls, keep your hearts full. What good is a man as a doormat or following their heel? It's not their balls we're after, it's a fair square deal. Could be their balls were after, and a fair square deal. <laughs> it's a great song, isn't it? And you know, it still rings true, even though there's movement on some of these issues. It still rings true, and that was from the seventies. It was written, yeah, 
by Sovereign Australia about the issues facing working women. And that's something we've, we've all found, is that most of these songs don't have to have anything changed. The words don't have to be changed because everything is still happening the same. So there's been movement, but there's still those huge discrepancies between men's pay and women's pay. So there's something like that still going on. And there's also a discrepancy between um, different classes of women as well, yes. which is a little bit of what our next song is about. <laughs> um, it's called here, A Song for Ruthless Ruth Richardson. Um, talking about Ruth Richardson, obviously the um, Nationals finance minister and the minister in the nineties, who did a lot of horrible budget cuts that affected. No, she no, was the 90s. minister in the nineties, oh, yes, but this was. song she was, was written right. in the eighties, just after she had her daughter Lucy, oh. and so she had a daughter Lucy in nineteen eighty three, and then there was a bit of talk about. Um, you know, babies in Parliament, as there is now. So this is really interesting. And there wasn't actually a crèche set up in Parliament until the 1990s. But um, this song was actually written about the fact that she was, before the mother of the budget and all the rest of it, was still propagating um, fairly anti-women, working women um, ideas. Yeah. Oh, Therese, can you tell the story about you singing it? Oh, really? It's okay. Really okay. Well, apparently, <laughs> um, I was a delegate at the Federation of Labour, and people may or may not remember those days. That was the before the New Zealand Council of Trade Unions. There was the private unions were organised under the Federation of Labour, and the state unions were organised under the combined state unions, and then they became at one. So. Up to that time, I was involved as an organiser in the Clerical Workers' Union and I had been promoting and organising, this is what we did, women's movement within the trade union movement. And I had been voted on to um, the uh, Federation of Labour uh, executive, which was a big thing because there was one woman on it and that was um, Sonia Davies, but there was no one else. Um, and... That At that conference, um, David Longy, it was the beginning of the Longy thing, and there was a lot of dissatisfaction with what was going on, Roger Nomics and all the rest of it, and he came in and spoke, and he had a rather stony reception. When he left, everyone was quite quiet, and then the next business was um, I was asked whether I'd go up and, and um, because they said the vote had been counted and I was voted to go on to it. Well, actually... Um, I, as I went towards the microphone, I thought, I can't speak. I didn't know the right things to say, but I can sing. You know, like for me, singing was kind of a more natural thing, um, more coherent anyway. So I said, look, thanks for, for voting me in, and I sang this song. And the whole place just erupted, whether it was the tension after having Longy there or whether they were just... This told them something about what was happening, you know. So it was fabulous, actually, really. Thank you. for. I, I always forget about that, that that happened. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it's a great little song. And, right. and did you hear about that from your mother or...? No, just from Therese. Yeah, I, um, make, I make up these stories and get... <laughs> 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 no, actually, it was in my SIS file. Yes, uh, one of our old <laughs> members was researching, um, looking through Therese's SIS file, file yeah. and 
found the story. They they keep very good. Um, really? I found the right and um, government and stuff do keep very good track of like where people have been and things. Like I've occasionally used sources like that and been like, oh, that's useful. Well, <laughs> so, you know, when groups. I get my file, got my file, I suddenly thought, my God, you know, it's like having an historian looking after you. I now know what I was doing a lot of those times. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a whole other story, Pauline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no thanks to the SIS. No. Let's have more of this. <laughs> um, all right. Washing the dishes, great heaps of nappies. I've got a nanny to do that for me. And while she's minding Lucy, I'm sitting up in Parliament. Bashing the mums who are poorer than me. Cut off the dole and the old age pension. Give up your babies to rich folk like me. Cause if you're not a farmer, you don't deserve a subsidy. Who'll come and work as a nanny for me? Give up your babies, give up your babies. You don't deserve them if you're not rich like me. Adopt out your baby and go back to the labour force and you'll come and work as a nanny for me. It's got a very catchy, <laughs> give up your babies. I've often found myself in very unusual places like maybe doing aqua fitness at Kilburnie Pool and suddenly that refrain comes to me and I want to sing loudly, sometimes I do <laughs> give up your babies give up your babies you know how it tells about a particular refrain that really hooks you just don't do it if you're ever at a crash. No! Actually I often think of it when I was doing pregnancy aqua fitness, which I often do <laughs> Not because you're pregnant. Not because I'm pregnant. No. no, because it's a really nice aqua fitness class. <laughs> um, so that song um, is historic, yes. but you still see its relevance today. Yes. Um, do you think, I mean, you guys seem to manage a very um, jovial group. and <laughs> Yes. Um, when you're dealing with these issues that have been, dish, uh, you know, kind of issues since time immemorial, and sometimes they don't seem to be getting better, how how do you kind of stay, you know, kind of, oh, yep, we're still fighting for wage rights or, you know, parenthood rights? Sometimes sheer bloody-mindedness, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Yes, we still get angry. We can still get angry, but but humour is so important in actually getting messages across. If you just shout at people, they're not going to listen necessarily, but if you sing them something that makes them laugh, sometimes they listen more yeah. to the point. Mm. And also, yeah, I also think it's kind of like it's a, a long-term thing because we know that these changes do take a long time. I mean, at 18, I thought maybe we could just sort it all out in a couple of years, <laughs> you know, and um, and it's still very frustrating um, to know that things like, well, for me, the thing that I've been most involved with is the equal pay um, thing. And now there is some movement, but it's so slow and it's so... Oh, that is frustrating. So the thing is that it's no use getting just frustrated. You actually have to... So for us, this is one of the ways we do our bit, mm -hmm. you know. 
um, is raising issues, but in a, as Jane says, in a very humorous in a humorous way, so that people hear it more often. Mm. Mm. And is that kind of that idea that um, you know you can tell people facts all day mm. long, but to really change people's mind, you need to affect them Emotion. emotionally. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Think so. mm. Did you have something else on that, Anne? Oh, I think I was just thinking that for me, it's also um, working out new ways to have extremely old arguments that don't mm. bore me or drive me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right. my um, a workmate of mine was once saying stuff about like, oh, but aren't women naturally nurturing or whatever? Like, <laughs> oh my god, so boring. <laughs> um, but instead of doing a usual response that might have been like, no, that's based in patriarchal stereotyping or whatever, I could be like, actually that's not true because like our understanding of womanhood across cultures is totally not universal. And then I remember like I was reading a book at the time about um I think it was like women or people assigned female at birth but anyway in uh God, I've got to get this right. It's either Iraq or Afghanistan. Um and anyway, uh, a lot of those women are like raised as boys if they don't have a boy in the family. And then you can talk about gen- you know gender roles in other cultures, I guess, like Papafine uh, and Samoan culture. It's just it's just a way of keeping it fresh and not totally boring <laughs> and intersectional, I suppose. Mm. Um, so we covered a bit of the group's history at the start. Um, but I'm just wondering if we can go a bit more into that. Is um, did most of you, apart from Matariki, who, um, who's new to town, did most of you know each other over the years, or has it been lots of new people that you've met along the way? Well, I didn't come having having been born in Wellington and, and taken away at the age of six months. I didn't return to live here uh, until a decade ago. And I knew of Therese. Um, oh, I heard she's got a big SIS file. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she's big, it's <laughs> Right, so you'd heard of her. I, I'd, heard, I'd heard of her and I'd heard her sing in, in, the, um, the, in the Union Choir. And, uh, and when I came to Wellington, I got involved with the Labour History Project and met Marie. And um, and so went to all the all the the singing things that that Marie's various groups did, uh, and Jane was was in all of those, and Anne was in some of those. And so uh, when when um, Emma uh, told me about the um, about the group that she she just got involved in, and this is and Emma Kelly who yeah. set up. Yeah. Our yes. interview today. Yeah. Yes. You got it, Emma. Yes. Uh, and um, I, I thought, right, this is my opportunity to actually uh, actually join in. Yeah. And it's 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 been exactly that. It's been wonderful. Right. So new new old friends or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually. Yeah. Mm. And I've known Marie and Anne for when I knew I've known Marie for about thirty five years, and. To raise, I knew a bit. Yes, and, and we're you. nodding acquaintances. Yes. We're not quite nodding, but you know, Wellington. Wellington is a small village, really. So you know, over been at various demonstrations together and various, you know, been involved politically. So, yeah, 
And even when she sang in Glory Box, which yes. was a duo that she did with Pinky Agnew yes. um, for years, that I remember you came and sang at my 40th birthday party. Of course. God, I've forgotten yeah. that. Gosh, yes, that's it. Um, yeah, Pinky and I, who Pinky's not here tonight, we did Glory Box, which was a comedy, uh, political comedy duo. We did it for a couple of years, 1990 to 1992. Um, so that's another way of people knowing. And Wendy, who's not here tonight, she and I worked together in the trade union movement and we wrote some songs together. And so did Pinky and I, and then Pinky wrote and all the rest of it. And Mataruki's mother. <laughs> actually, though, it's interesting because I realised that I actually met Marie when we were both secondary school um, pupils um, at the Catholic debating competition, the O'Shea Shield. That's where we first met each other. When I came to Wellington, I'd see you around, say hello, but, you know, things different, you do different things, and always said hello to her and saw her. But um, We've got a feisty down. We've got a feisty (laughs) cough. Bit of a cough. We're just just taking somebody out to (laughs) um, throw a lozenge at her. Wonderful. Yeah, so Feisties look after each other. Oh, actually, <laughs> it is. And it's a very nurturing group in that sense because you're talking about the food. Actually, that is for us. It's been really important. For the songs mean something to us. So it's not just about singing a performance, but it's about putting up issues into the world. But also, we look after each other by every time we meet, we, have, we eat together. We bring food together. And, you know, we eat together and then we remember to have a practice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, we better do that. (laughs) As a a poor student, my parents are very, very thankful for the the potlucks. It means that once every two weeks I get a meal that actually has vegetables in it. Right. (laughs) So do we have some favourite potluck dishes that that are on the rotation? <laughs> the ratatouille. Yeah, the ratatouille. Yeah, that's Claire Louise. Really good, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's really funny because we have be, we are starting to develop our specialities, so we might have to just be a bit radical every now and again and throw them all up in the air. Or eventually have a cookbook. Or have a cookbook. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> the feisties cookbook. Yeah. Yes. I, I felt rather cheated when I realised that you and Marie had known each other that long because I, I only met Therese in 2016. And, yes. You know, we get on all right. That's right. We do. <laughs> we do. Your, your own mother. You didn't. You didn't, yeah. know, you didn't that. know she. Yeah. No, me and Marie have known each other for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we hang out. <laughs> <laughs> 